This is the stupid email. What does stupid mean? It means swipe, thought, uplifting, picture, interesting, and drawing. And this is a fun email for Friday, August 5th, 2022. And if you're hearing this and you're not on the email list, go to copywritingcourse.com slash newsletter and sign up. It's totally worth it. Let's get started with the swipe today. Now, today's swipe is super exciting, and I say that with a bit of jest, and it's colorful bar charts. These aren't much to look at, but these are two examples of bar charts that have color matching company logos on them. And I like these because they show a lot of information in a single image. So for example, this chart I'm looking at shows how many franchises different restaurants have and has all the logos. So instead of just saying the name on the left, it writes out in text, but you don't really internalize it. It shows the logos. And honestly, if you live in America or really anywhere in the world, in the Western world, you probably know every single one of these logos by sight. And so right away, just glancing for one second, I can tell that the number one franchise locations in, at least in America, is by far, I thought it would be McDonald's. It's Subway. They have 18,000 plus locations. McDonald's only has 12,000 plus locations. So pretty interesting. And then in third is Starbucks. And the cool thing is I could just tell by not even reading it, by just glancing at the logos. Let's take a look at another chart. This chart shows the greatest company acquisitions and has nice color matching logos of the company at the bottom also. So right away, I can see that there's Marvel, ESPN, Google Maps, PayPal, YouTube, uh, Instagram, etc. And you can see that the biggest Instagram uh, acquisition of a company of all time was DoubleClick, which was acquired by Google for about $3.1 billion and had a $182 billion return. So I just like that there's so many... Uh, pieces of data visualized in a single chart. I thought it was really cool, even though it's really, really simple. Here's an interesting thought. So think about this. What's a weird way a customer uses your product? Just, just think about it. You have a product or a service. What's a weird way a customer uses your product? Now, let's say you have a tree removal business. I'm sure people are just removing trees from their house and stuff. But every once in a while, you'll find someone that's removing trees so they could build a pool or something specific like that. And maybe you can learn from that. Maybe your target customer that you're going for is someone building a pool rather than just someone with a fallen tree. So then you can search for all the people that are building pools and hit them up for tree removal. You see what I mean? So let me give you a quick story, a quick little example from my life. In college, I ran an e-commerce site called House of Rave. And it sold light up and glow stuff. And one of my best sellers was these finger lights that I assumed 16 year old ravers used by like whooshing them around on the dance floor. I've never been to a rave in my life, so I have no idea. So one day a plumbing company bought 50 plus packages of these finger lights. And I was a little confused by the order because I thought it was fraudulent because usually people just buy like one or two packs. And so I called them up to ask why they purchased these. And the reply was very interesting. So they said, our plumbers have to climb under sinks and cabinets and they can't see because it's dark. And sometimes their headlamps that they wear in their head can't reach what they're working on. So they put these finger lights on their fingers to light things up. And these are just cheap and disposable. So, you know, they could ruin them. And I found this was fascinating. And I added this use case to the product page thinking like, cool, now people can, uh, you know, use this for plumbing. But more importantly, this lesson taught me to think about something called your target audience. So I used to think, 16 year old ravers were my target audience, but they could barely afford $20 per order. So I was doing all this marketing, trying to target these raver forums and raver websites and stuff. And I started realizing, huh, that's not my target audience. But I would start get, I noticed I would get these bigger orders from companies. So I'm talking $1,000 plus orders from wedding and party planners. And that's where I noticed the biggest orders with the easiest margins came through. So I started focusing more on that. So one of the ways that uh, I kind of learned this was a wedding planner 
ordered several hundred of these little LED lights designed to light stuff up. And she bought 500 plus of them for a wedding. And of course there was like built-in discounts on the site. You know, there was bulk ordering. So if you order more, she gets a cheaper price. But then again, if I went to my supplier for those lights and said, hey, I don't want just two, I want 500, I want a discount. So I got a discount too for the volume. And it was only one customer with a single product order, just, you know, like a hundred of these lights in different colors. So on my end, this was a very simple yet profitable order. Only one point of contact, one person paying, and she probably didn't really care how much she was spending because, you know, it wasn't her money. She was a party planner, a wedding planner. So I never thought a rave company could morph into a party planning company, but alas, that's where the money came from. And that's why I started focusing on finding the right target audience. So in the end, if I got just one order from a big events company, it would far eclipse the profit from 100 orders from ravers, right? So if a bunch of 16 year old ravers spent 20 bucks each, I'm getting, you know, five to $10 per uh, uh, profit margin on these things. And then, uh, then this one big wedding company spends $3,000 on disco balls and I get 30% profit margin on that. I'd rather take that order any day than all those other orders with all those different customers in there. So I thought that was an interesting thought of just, you know, who really is your target audience? Who can afford to pay the prices that you're looking for and go towards them? Here's something uplifting. There's technically a holiday that happens every single day of the week. Do you know this? So we made this a uh, big list of holidays and uh, we made it for our own reference just to see, you know, maybe there's some holidays that match up with stuff and we compile them all into this one image. I don't know why, but it's kind of nice just to see them all in one image. You can take a screenshot of this. It's kind of neat. But these are all novelty holidays and more importantly are the major holidays. I guess these are more like the federal holidays. And after creating thousands of campaigns for holiday sales, I'd say these are the best sellers. I'd say New Year's, Valentine's Day, St. Patrick's Day, Easter, Mother's Day, Father's Day, Independence Day, Back to School, Labor Day, Halloween, Black Friday, and Christmas. So uh, have a happy single working women's holiday today. That's what it technically is. Who maintains these? I have no idea. I don't think they're official. It's just a like, funny thing. You can look up websites and there's technically like many, many official quote unquote holidays every single day. Here is a, uh, a fun picture. So in my experience, Twitter as a platform has the fastest virtual to in real life times ever. So recently I co-worked with this guy, Kevin Shen, who designs home office studios from a simple Twitter message. Then later that day, uh, Dan McDermott introduced me to Jay Klaus and we scheduled a podcast within minutes just over Twitter. So while it's easy to criticize social media, I know it's kind of like passe nowadays, you just like social media sucks, it makes everyone depressed, whatever. I would argue that social media has creates more in real life interactions than anything else. I've had this conversation many times with people and they're like, social media distances us and et cetera. I'm like, how do you think we're talking at this party right now? It was a Facebook event invite, right? Or someone posts on Instagram that they're having their birthday and that's how you found out about it. Or people you have similar interests to uh, post and then you all meet up or you people make introductions online or you watch people's videos, podcasts, posts, or, or get to know them over social media before contacting and reaching out. Or maybe you meet them at a conference or something and it feels like you already know them. And then also just the, the easy thing of sharing photos with families and friends. I mean, I have a, you know, for all my extended family, it's nice to see photos and everything. And that's how I kind of keep up with people. So think of the vast amounts of ways that social media enhances real life. It's, I know it's kind of cool to hate on social media today, but it is pretty damn cool what social media can do. Here's something interesting. So we created a public stats page to track all of these 
different things. And this is all public, so anyone can view it. Uh, the copywriting course website stats, swipefile.com website stats, YouTube channel stats, and Twitter stats. So I want to publicly track all this stuff in order to improve it even further. Peter Drucker has that great quote, what gets measured gets managed. So you're totally welcome to snoop through. Go to copywritingcourse.com slash stats, S-T-A-T-S, stats, and you can see um, all the information. So uh, I'm not going to list this out over here on the audio, but you can see uh, my July 2022 uh community stats. There was about 1,500 posts um, and then uh, about 1.2 million uh, characters written. So that's about 200,000 words, which is kind of interesting. So you can see all the stats over there. And um, my future goals for the remainder of 2022 with these stats is I would like to hit 100,000 followers on Twitter. Uh, I know that sounds like a kind of a vanity metric and sure to some degree it is, but people do take you more seriously when you have a lot of followers on social media. I hate to say it, but it is a sign that, hey, you've, you've worked on this, you you know something. So I'd like to hit 100,000 on Twitter and that's going to be by providing a lot of good stuff. So if you're not on my Twitter, it's at NevMed. And if you think my tweets suck, let me know, tell me how to improve. Let me know, uh, I'm always open to constructive feedback. I'd also like to hit 100,000 on YouTube. And I think the problem with this is uh, I had a goal one time, me and my friend Noah Kagan had a goal to hit 50,000. And once we hit that goal, I just kind of stopped. And uh, so I want to get my consistency back and we have a plan in place for that. So hopefully I hit 100,000 this year. And then also 200,000 a month in relevant search traffic with 2% conversion. Let me explain this. Um, before copywriting course switched from copywriting course with K's to C's, we had about 450,000 visits per month. Um, which was pretty good. Here's the problem. A lot of it was to calculators and generators and just posts that brought in a lot of general traffic that was not specifically related to copywriting, sales, marketing, et cetera. So what I want is there are certain posts like, uh, you know, meeting template emails or something like that, that have a great conversion rate to our email list. So I want good organic search traffic, 200,000 a month with a 2% conversion rate. Okay. So that's that's the goal. It can't just be random search traffic. With that, I bet with a month of time, I could probably generate that or more by generating very generic posts, calculators, generators, all that kind of stuff. But the point is have very relevant search traffic this time around. And my other uh, thing is I would like to be on one podcast per week. So if you have a podcast or a webinar series that you'd like me to appear on, reply to this email, neville at copywritingcourse.com. Let me know. I'd love to connect well, I'll do it. I love talking to people and uh, hopefully I can make your uh, podcast or webinar pretty fun. Um, here is a cool drawing. So this is a great drawn ad for Alka-Seltzer from 1959 that clearly shows what the product is for, what the product looks like, what the packaging looks like and how to use it, which is by dropping into water. And this like nice hand-drawn, it's kind of one of those like ultra-realistic hand-drawn things looks really, really cool. And uh, also it just shows a lot of information about the product without even reading it. Anyways, my name is Neville Medora. This has been the stupid email, which of course means swipe thought of thing, picture interesting and drawing. And if you want me to be on your podcast, on your webinar or anything like that, say hi. Or if you want to follow me on Twitter, it's at NevMed. I'm trying to grow and I would like to uh, bring a lot of you on for the journey. So inside our copywriting course, this is kind of what we do. We grow audiences and we make sure everything's optimized so you can grow your audience. And by your audience, we mean your customer base, your email newsletters, your sales pages, your social followings, all that kind of stuff. So come in and try to grow with us. My name is Neville Medora. I will talk to you 